What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's February 27th, 2024. I'm Trey. That's Mark. How you doing there, Mark? Good, bud. Got a fun show. We're going to talk about uh, uh, the Biden impeachment star witness being a paid-for agent of Russian intelligence and like mm-hmm. quite a uh, just a series of dipshit events that are going to be fun to go through and figure out what's actually going on here through the lens of some chicanery in Moldova. So that's fun. Uh, it involves... The rapper exhibit. So that'll be fun to get to. I love um, any opportunity to talk about Moldova and or exhibit. Uh, <laughs> don't get a lot of chances to talk about those three things to my primary interest. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. The world's so stupid, man. It's like, it's, I can't think about conspiracy theories that bother me. Is the world so much more interesting than that? You know, uh, anyway. Yeah. So a couple of quick things before we get to the show. Uh, go, to, go to the verge of another government su- shut down. No, you're not living in a looped time movie. Uh, there's a meals outbreak in Florida, thanks to Ron DeSantis' anti-vax dipshittery. Uh, it, they now have eight cases, eight cases of measles, including a, the first and child under five. The uh, surgeon general down there has told people has decided to let parents decide whether to quarantine children or keep them in school with measles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to give you a quote from a Supreme Court court hearing today that is going to decide whether or not you know the internet can continue to exist and just judges seem to be on the fence we won't get into weeds of that but i just want to read this quote from justice alito if i mean if you're if let's say youtube were a newspaper how much would it weigh (laughs) yeah i'm not even prepared to uh, contextualize that question like is it good for a newspaper to weigh a lot do you want also what is a hefty newspaper I don't know. What is that? Is it a Sunday 13? edition? That's what I'm saying. Sunday yeah. edition. And is Sunday edition good or Sunday mm-hmm. edition bad? Should it weigh less than your average newspaper? How, mm-hmm. how do we factor in like the citizen statesman, the uh, premier news source of Clay County, Tennessee, right? Like it's going <laughs> to weigh less than the LA Times, I imagine. So yeah. I don't even know where to start with that. But seriously, though, what, where was he going with that? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> <He knows. laughs> it doesn't matter. It's not yeah. worth it's like the, the, the human mind can only ponder such things. Uh, but also Jonathan Turley, who's a, a guy who's been all over the place his whole career, law professor, kind of a weird crank, but he's turned into uh, like a MAGA adjacent kind of, kind of dude. But he wrote this batshit insane editorial in The Hill about Joe Biden's grandfather and basically how great, like, great grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even just his regular papal. Got to go the back thesis, more generations. This is a really old school thesis. There's basically the the Irish brain pan is prone to crime. Uh, <laughs> the Bidens have shown a legendary skill at evading legal accountability. Even in the face of overwhelming evidence, Biden family, fa- Biden family members often marshal political allies and media to kill investigations or cut sweetheart deals. The Bidens swim in scandal with the ease and agility of a bottlenose dolphin. From his own plagiarism scandal, which Biden did do that, to his brother's role in killing a man, which I was not aware of, but that's a fun story. His brother was apparently riding passenger because he didn't have a driver's license, and the car he was in that he had paid to rent, he got in a car wreck. A person died and ended up suing uh, James Biden. Uh, Anyway, his brother's role in killing a man to his son's various federal crimes. Biden's have long been a wonder in Washington. It turns out it may be something of a family trait acquired through generations of natural selection. All right. (laughs) So the story here goes that Biden's great-great-grandfather, Moses, uh, Moses Robinette, uh, owned a hotel, but it burned down and needed a job. So he took a job as a government contractor during the Civil War, taking care of horses. All right. He got another government contractor, heard him bad-mouthing him in a bar. The two of them got in a fight. I guess Moses was a tiny dude, so he pulled a knife and cut the guy. He was charged with attempted murder. Ended up getting pardoned by Abraham Lincoln after using some political connections. 
So there you go. The Biden crime family goes back generations to an attempted murder charge involving horse care during the Civil War. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Now, look, I don't as a white guy from uh, Tennessee, I don't want to be judged by my regular papaws, you know, let alone my great, great, great grandpa. You go you go into that. and It's going to be some gnarly stuff you're pulling out. So, yeah, I'm not sure what people are supposed to what people are supposed mm-hmm. to take away from this. Yeah, at least his granddad was on the right side of the Civil War. Great granddad. So uh, you right. go give Moses credit for that. I'm not sure a lot of people that are his political opponents could say the same thing. But anyway, well, that's an issue for another day. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we can get to it now. <laughs> All right. Well, with us, as always, is producer Matt doing his thing back there. This is Weekly Skews. Before we continue, I want to remind you all of a couple of things. First, if you'd like to see me perform stand-up comedy live and in the flesh, and you should go to TreyCrowder.com. I'll be in Indianapolis, Indiana this weekend. Looking forward to that. I got Winchester, Virginia, D.C. coming up, Vancouver, Seattle, Richmond, and a lot of other places in the near future. So go to TreyCrowder.com. Also on TreyCrowder.com, you can find a link to me and Corey's book, Around Here and Over Yonder. It's a comedic romp around these 48 state, 48 contiguous states. And uh, also to England and Scotland. So check that out. And lastly, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. You go to weeklyskews.com slash more. Or you can just go to Patreon and look for my name, search for my name. Either way works. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. We're doing another one this week. We do two a month. Cover things we don't get to in the interim or just things we want to talk about. It's a good time. And you can get... Some more skews in your life and support the show in the process. So check that out. Now, as for tonight's show, like Mark said, we're talking about the truly shocking revelation that the star witness in the GOP's big Hunter Biden investigation has turned out to be a Russian agent who could have ever foreseen such dumb fuckery coming from a circus like that. And also kind of one of the coolest scam artists of all kind, all time and kind of a hero of mine that I'm reading up on. And we'll get to that. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> We will hear that elaboration a little later and plenty more. But first, we begin with the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for a month. Thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Did I see D? Brood mares for not realizing American women are coming for their jobs, baby. That's right said IVF is something that is so critical to a lot of couples. It helps them breed great families. Our country needs that. Breed. You cut it back. Breed. They're using breed for human reproduction. Mm -hmm. This is like, these are people are such weird freaks, man. That's Byron Donaldson, a Republican congressman from Florida. And this whole IVF thing has really caught them off guard in a way that's weird because they've been trying to do this for years. And we'll get to that in a second. But like, like last week we were joking about whether like them trying to end uh, recreative recreational sex. But a couple of people, like there was a like a video that came out from the, uh, like a behind the scenes lunch at the Heritage Foundation, where one was saying we need to get rid of of recreational sex, try to do what we can to end non procreative sex, and then Chris Rufo, who is like, uh, you know, the guy who jump started the uh, uh, what do you call it, the uh, uh, critical race theory panic, has since, since become like a DeSantis advisor. He DeSantis put him on the board in New College, tweeted that we need to end non procreative sex, do everything we can to stop it. And I don't like this is a thing that's happening that's like it seems to be an effective political strategy to be so weird that either people can't comprehend how weird you are or just think you're kidding. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was always kind of fascinated by like anti-porn or anti-recreational sex types of movements, having grown up surrounded by the dudes that I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, they love porking. You know what I mean? But it's like, but also you got to keep up. You got to keep up a front for being a good Christian and whatever, I guess. So it's like it feels like the type of thing that they would that many of them would be like, yeah, we can't can't have porn. Obviously, Jesus wouldn't like that. But secretly, they're like, please don't. You're not going to actually outlaw porn, are you? That would be that would be crazy. Uh, But yeah, here we are. And I, you know, the the, like the uh, non-recreational sex thing I thought was like a like a pretty extreme version of, of religion or of Christianity. Cause like I, uh, <laughs> I dated a girl in high school who was from a, a Catholic family that was like that type of Catholic that like, you shouldn't, you should never have sex, uh, unless you are, uh, planning to have a baby result from it. And, you know, luckily she didn't necessarily subscribe to that or maybe she did, but it, not in practice anyway. But yeah, I right. thought that was like, well, it's out not there. Like- even hardcore Catholics, unless you find it absolutely insane, would would not. It's not that like you shouldn't have sex unless you're planning to have a kid, it's just unless you're willing to risk having a kid, right? right. But they're still having recreational sex. Like like it, there's there's no one, no religious tradition, even like hardcore Muslims, like the the ones who they're fanatics where the women aren't supposed to enjoy it. The men are enjoying it. It's just the women aren't supposed to. So right. the idea, like this, is like so weird. Like with this issue, this like this keep. There's a series of these issues where. Republicans aren't just the dog that caught the car. It's like they got to drive the car. And then they're like, wait, who, who, who keeps putting all these lakes in front of me for me to drive into? Right. You know? And like, okay, the, the judge, by the way, the, 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 the chief justice, the one that wrote that opinion we quoted last week, turns out he recently went on a QAnon conspiracy podcast and talked about how he's a proponent of the seven mountain mandate, which calls on Christians to impose fundamentalist values in all aspects of American life. Like the seven mountains are family, religion, education, media, entertainment, business and government. So what do you call a country, a type of government where religion is in charge of education, media, entertainment, yeah. business? A theocracy. Like, right. Yes. It's like Saudi Arabia just started letting women drive. And I guess we're just going to meet them in the middle somewhere. Right. Well, you know, they, I like, mean, well, I mean, I mean, a lot of these people have absolutely wanted a actual theocracy for a long time. You know what I mean? The U S is a Christian nation. They say uh-huh. like, it's nothing new. Like, like, it's wild that they've started deviating away from even caring about like just democracy as a concept. But, but even before that, when they're like the fundamental principles of, of this American nation, the one that a lot of them wouldn't really cop to was the separation of church and state. I feel like, cause a lot of, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll be like, Oh, I disagree with you, but I, as an American, I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. Talking about free right. speech, that type of thing. And I feel like that's starting to fade. But even before that, I don't think they felt that way about church and state, you know, like they want the Lord to be in charge. Right. There's always been like elements of this, but like, I don't think American society in general has moved away from it, but they're moving a smaller percentage of people is moving harder towards it. It's very weird. Like these reactionaries are so weird. Like I I was thinking about it, like when in the Super Bowl, when, um, uh, they had lift every nation and say, lift uh, lift every mm-hmm. voice and sing. They sang mm-hmm. in the which is colloquially called the Black National Anthem. Right. And I knew how that was going to play with the Pat Pauls. I'm still seeing overreactions to it from Fox News and, and like figures on the right about it. Like, oh, we we want Black America, White America, we want America. I'm like, it's just a fucking song. But my, my takeaway from that is like somewhere at the someone at the NFL knew there was going to be that reaction. They crunched the numbers, decided they were too small of a number of people to count for any sort of business reason, and push forward with it. But there's still enough of them to like tear the country apart. 
Right. That's, right. Yeah. Uh, and that thing you said about them, like having caught the car or whatever, I feel like this is indicative of a larger thing with them where like a lot of their, uh, a lot of their policies, they don't work practically, like in practical application, there are problems with them. And mm -hmm. it's like a lot of them, they don't get the chance to see that realized. Meaning like I've brought it up a million times. You talk about either like healthcare or welfare or any of those things, or you, mm -hmm. you know, if you ask them like, so are you saying that we should just let poor people die. We should allow poor people to die. Mm -hmm. And they'll say like, no, of course I'm not saying that. And it's like, okay, but what is going to happen then? Right. But they don't, we thankfully so far, we, well, to a certain extent, we don't have to see that like actually play out. But with the abortion thing, it's a similar situation where it's like, you can, uh, you know, posit these actual practical problems or practical implications to what they're proposing Mm -hmm. And they would be like, no, of course we don't want IVF outlawed or whatnot. But we're actually seeing that happen now because, like you said, they've caught the car in this scenario. They've actually right. pulled it off. And now all these hypotheticals that they would, you know, immediately, you know, put down are actually playing out and they have to deal with that. And it turns mm -hmm. out they don't seem particularly well equipped to do so. No, it's sort of like, uh, like, the, like they'll say we should do something. Everyone, even half the people on their side, just think they're talking out their ass, but the pro-life activists hear it and believe them. So they're playing both sides of the fence like that. But everyone assumes it'll just never happen. And then they like an expert tells them that it won't work, it's fucked up, like it's not practical. They they sort of bumblefuck into doing it anyway, and then everybody hates them for it, and they just lie and say they never wanted to do it in the first place, which is what ha what's happening right now. Right. Your resp responses to this are all over the place. Like Nikki Haley. Um, she said she didn't agree with the Alabama ruling, but she does, she, she does think that an embryo is a baby now. Like, so here's the thing though. Nikki Haley's son was born through IVF. She said that in her interview and the reporter didn't ask the follow-up question. It's obvious here, which is what happened to the embryo? Were there any embryos right. that weren't implanted? And what happened to them? Right. Because if like Nikki Haley thinks of herself as a murderer, that feels like an important question. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Right. That's what I'm saying. A lot of a lot of their positions, they are mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, you can't say like, no, I fully support IVF. I do, but also I think every embryo is a living human being that has you mm -hmm. know the same rights as everybody else. Like that cannot be. The, the two things can't. Co you can't have it both ways. But they just you can't even try you, you to. Could, you you could say you could do like the, the Joe Biden position on abortion, where it's like I'm per, I'm Catholic, so I'm personally against it, but I don't think it should be illegal, right? But like Nikki Haley did IVF, so right. the whole thing here, well, I'm personally against it, but I think it should be legal, doesn't even play for her. But like, anyway, so Tommy Tuberville, who of course is the senator from Alabama where this all happened, was asked about it and didn't seem to understand what had happened. He he said he agreed with it because we need more kids, and the reporters like but it's going to make less kids. Right. And he said, well, well, I've got to read the text of the bill. There is no bill. It was a fucking court decision. Um, <laughs> Tim Scott dodged the issue with a, he said, well, I haven't studied it. Despite the fact that he co-sponsored Rand Paul's 2021, uh, 21, personhood bill, which would have banned IVF. Like Republicans in the house also had a problem with this. Um, Nancy Mace tweeted out that she, uh, uh, she would never like, we got to protect IVF, but she's co-sponsor of a bill in the current bill in the house called the life at conception app that has no carve out for IVF. She's like, she's just straight up fucking lying or either didn't understand what she was signing on to. And by the way, in 2022 uh, Republican senators blocked a bill that would have created federal protections for in vitro fertilization. Now, 
what happened here? Why they're all backtracking so quickly over like what's essentially a deeply held belief they've had for a long time. So deeply held, they wrote a bunch of laws about it. One guy's tweeted out we need to protect IVF. He's been a part of like 14 different bills that would have banned it. Um, the, Repu- the Republican Senate campaign group sent out a memo to the candidates on Friday telling them to align with the public's overwhelming support for IVF and fertility treatments, end quote. According to the memo, 85% of all respondents in the group's polling supported increasing access to fertility treatments, and even 83% of evangelical Christians support in vitro fertilization. So what's happened here is people noticed what they've been for and don't like it. Right. And Yeah. And exactly. Have, yeah. Well, because it's like, you know, their whole thing, like with homophobia, they talk about the gay community. It's like part of their argument is, you know, well, they cannot biologically have children. And that's how I know that that is wrong because God has clearly decreed that they cannot have children. Right. And you could bring up like, well, what about straight people who for whatever reason have, you know, are biologically unable to have children? Like, is that not also God doing Mm -hmm. that? And again, it's the type of thing where they might hem and haw and backpedal or whatever, but like, now it's actually happening. Like you could say, you could tell that they don't actually, that's not that logic is not what they actually, you know, hinge everything on because if it was, if they were being intellectually consistent and everything about this, they would be opposed to IVF for the exact same reasons, but they're not because, you know, because they're full of shit. Well, a lot of, a lot of them do think if you can't have children, that's God's will. They, they, they they would not say that directly to a woman's face, but they do believe it. But also like, yeah, but if 83% of them are in favor of IVF, you know, then I mean, right. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's like, because it's like, everybody gets medicine. Like, it's, if you step on a rusty nail, you're going to turn down a tetanus shot and some penicillin. So, like, right. does God, what if God, cho- God chose you to step on that rusty nail, right? So, what are you doing uh, going against his will? But, like, in the face of all this, the reality that they've actually got, destroyed IVF in, in one state and been trying to destroy it nationwide, they have nothing left to say except lies. Here's Lindsey Graham over the weekend. The last thing we'll do is shut down a fertility clinic to have a child that you desperately want. And the last thing we'll ever do is try to outlaw birth control. So when Hillary Clinton talks about that, that tells me they've run out of things to say about their own agenda. It's BS and it's not going to work. Okay, so even if he's trying to say we're not responsible for uh, for the Supreme Court of Alabama, just to note here, the Alabama court that shuttered fertility clinics is made up of elected Republicans. The justices run as GOP candidates on a party ticket in partisan elections. They identify right. as Republicans in campaigns and on the ballot. The idea that Republicans don't want this, ignore everything Congress has done, this it's just a fucking lie. Right. Well, that's lie. what I'm saying. It's like that, like, he's like, oh, the idea that we would do that we would ban Birkenshaw. Don't. Those are the practical implications of the policies that you as a party espouse. That's why they get brought up to you, right? And again, it's why you're even having to argue about this on Fox News right now is because the shit is actually happening because mm-hmm. you got what you wanted and this is what happens, you know? This is this is even like, I didn't realize this aspect of it. Like this kind of policy would even damage the life of people who've already had in vitro fertilization. So you just had a kid you don't even want anymore because you got to pay the rest of your life to keep those embryos frozen in storage because somebody somewhere decided that's human life, even though it's in a freezer. It's right. fucking insane. Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> so. it is insane. Shifting gears to a 
equally insane thing, in my opinion. <laughs> more like more, yeah. less damaging, unless you're broken to eat fast food. But yes. yeah, it's like but our, uh, our honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is everyone who's not on board with turning Baconators into Bitcoin. Listen to this exciting new news from the fast food world. Two Dave singles. How much would it cost? You could ask, but starting soon, depending on the time of day, you might get a different answer. Wendy's, the country's second largest burger chain with 6,000 locations, announcing that starting next year, menu prices will fluctuate during the busiest times of day, meaning you could be paying as much as a dollar more for that Baconator during the lunch rush. Historically. Right. So you cut it back. So <laughs> this I'm not. This is like mega viral story because everyone thinks this is fucking stupid and insane. Course, yeah, this this is one of the few bipartisan things that will unite us <laughs> as a people. I think it's, it's how you can tell that I was a fat kid is because like I've never been more enraged at capitalism in my life. Like this, this happened. And I was like, these motherfuckers must be stopped. Now I've generally always thought that, but I'm saying this this right here. This is a bridge too far. This is patently absurd. But you're right. I haven't. I mean, I don't know what they expected. Literally, no one is on board with this. It's like, oh, we're copying Uber. It's what Uber does. And just speaking anecdotally for myself, Uber, when you're on Uber, there's like a limited number of drivers on there at any given time. Uber fucking sucks too. Don't get me wrong. Mm, But like when you're on there, there's a limited number of drivers in an area at any given time. And if it's a rush time or whatever, and so the supply is lower and the demand is higher or whatnot, whenever they had surge pricing during certain times in certain cities, I was always like, well, that sucks, but I understand the logic behind it, I guess. But like, mm. you can't do that with fucking cheeseburgers. You got the cost of goods sold and your margin, and it is what it is. You can't just say because you're coming at one, 12 or one in, in the daytime. Now it's right. $1.50 more. What the fuck is that about? Just because there's like a roadmap for it from a whole different industry than yours? Like, mm. fuck that also, shit, like, man. Like, Uber does crooked shit. Like, we talked about, like, they, they, they'll, uh, you're more likely to pay a surge pricing if the if the app notices that your battery's low. All right, so that's fucked up. But but general surge pricing, you're, what you're doing is you're outbidding other potential Uber. Yeah, exactly. Right. Whatever. But yes. the te- if you're in li- if you're in line at Wendy's during a lunch rush, you're already paying the tax by having to wait in the longer line and take longer to get your food. That's the fucking tax, mm-hmm. right? So like, but why does every tech advance feel like societal decline? <laughs> I know, but I know, real- dude. Somebody like. I feel like we were young. I mean, I'm sure tech has, I don't know, maybe tech has always been that way, but I feel like when we were younger, like we looked towards this uh, better, more utopian future provided by technology. Like, you know what I mean? Like all these, these things that would happen and make our lives easier. And there are some of them, but it seems like most of the tech advances we hear about are just things that make shit worse and piss us off more, you know? And it's mm. like, I, that ain't how it was supposed to work. It's supposed to go the other way. It's supposed right. to make it better. What the fuck is this shit? But this is so dumb and there's no real, no real government regulation mechanism I can think of to stop it. Or like not like we pass some sort of new regulatory framework, but like, this is so maddening. I definitely feel like what's going to happen is Trump's going to find out about this and do a rant about it and get 400 electoral votes. <laughs> like, yeah, probably right, which would piss me off because it's like, He's super in favor of the plutocracy and the elite corporate class right. and all that shit, the people that, that institute these types of things. But like, but still, I mean, it wouldn't mm. matter. You're right. You know, he'll bitch about it and they'll, they'll eat it right. up. So this is like, this came off an earnings call. Like the CEO, his name's Kirk Tanner. So they're going to invest $20 million in like digital menu boards. So like prices can be updated in real time. So you can like 
watch watch the Wendy's menu like it's a stock like it's a, like it's a stock ticker. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wait, Burgers wait are down. Yeah. <laughs> wait, yeah. It's like this. Like beyond like. Like, okay, so, like, if you're a broke person who lives on a 99-cent menu, and there's a lot of those in America, like, you're going to have to time out when you eat to, according to, like, the, you have to eat it off hours, which is really dystopian and sucks. And people do hate this shit. They've done surveys on it. Majority of consumers, 52%, say dynamic pricing is equivalent to price gouging. Yeah. And 65% say it makes a decision of where to eat more difficult. Yeah, because, like, you're going to give your ten, kid $10 to go down to Wendy's not knowing if they're going to be able to get lunch with it. Right. 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 Um. But like they're like I didn't notice that Wendy's is sort of becoming the Elon Musk of Square Burgers. Like it's not the first time they try to stuff tech shit into your uh, uh, Wendy's bag. Like they had a plan to unveil an AI chatbot chatbot powered drive through back in May, but it came out that the secret technology was just humans. They were just people in another place. They outsourced it. Uh, they also announced a fleet of tunnel dwelling self driving robots that will deliver your order. I don't fucking know. That. But like I did have a get rich quick idea that we could do based off this. Okay. All right. What we're doing is frosty arbitrage. All right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a hot day. School's yeah. about to let out. You're like school. Wendy's is the block away from school. You're like, holy shit, frosties are about to go up. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I go down to the Wendy's ten minutes before school lets out. Right. And I buy like thirty frosties. And right now the price of a large frosty, I looked it up, is two thirty nine. Yeah. All right. So I drop like seventy bucks on frosties or whatever. The kids show up. The price is spiked to like four thirty nine. And I'm like, kids, I got a cooler full of Frosties right here. I will sell you for three thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. Pure profit, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do. You know, you need a refrigerated truck and everything for that. But if you got the if you got the infrastructure for it, it's a good idea. That feels like the the origin story for some uh, like like a villain in a futuristic dystopian uh, you know techno novel, <laughs> like some guy that ends up being like the evil Elon Musk of that world. That's how he got to start was with Frosty arbitrage. But yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you're onto something. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Mark. Do you think, cause uh-huh. you know how like, you know how like people point out like, um, they say something's eleven ninety nine, and mm. we all know that that's $12, but they do that because 11 sounds better than 12 and mm. our brains kind of discount the 99. Like, could they have, cause also prices go up and it pisses people off. But like, if they just plan to do this anyway, but then without saying anything, they made a Wendy's double cheeseburger 50 cents more or something like they've done a million times. Right. They just had a price increase and didn't say anything about this. But then they were like, but on off hours, it's actually 50 percent cheaper than it used to be. Right. Like if you uh-huh. come at two or three p.m., then you could get it for a lesser price than it used to be and frame it that way. Like. Do you think that would have worked? Do you think people would have sniffed that out? I'm just, I'm just saying, it feels like they could have, even as shitty as this is, there seems like there was a savvier way to go about it to me. Than I think done. not only yes, would that work, but yes, it would have been fine because there'd be clarity of what you're paying. You would know when you walked into Wendy's, you'd be like, oh, the, after 10 o'clock, burgers are a dollar cheaper. Yeah. After, t- after 10 p.m. because I'm going for a late night. Get it, right? Everybody right. knows the deal there. It's like when Taco Bell had fourth meal. Right. You know what's fucking going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, McDonald's stops serving breakfast at 1030. You know, you know this shit. So, yeah, it's like I think people just want to be everybody just wants to know what they're paying for stuff. It's why everyone hates hidden fees and shit. This is a way to jam hidden fees into getting a biggie fries. Mm-hmm. It's, fucking, it's stupid. Yeah. Indeed it is. All right. Kill your well, masters. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the rich, baby. Let's get into it. Alexander Smirnoff, the star witness and James Comer's. Uh, uh, 
magnum opus, the Hunter Biden case. All right. So not what every, it seems. every part of this is so stupid from the things that Smirnoff was doing through how like the government responded to him for the last 13 years and then how Republicans heard about it and got a hold of it. Every, every part of it's dumb. And like, I was thinking about like who the real, where the real failure is and who the real assholes and idiots are here. And it's mostly us, I think is my thesis I'm going with. Like, like a poker expression put most succinctly in a movie rounders that I love. Uh, if you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Right. Mm-hmm. And like half of Congress can't spot the sucker if you gave him a week. And it feels like with the rise of FanDuel, most Americans can't spot the sucker in their entire life. And that's sort of like kind of what's happening here. Because when you're talking about like Russian spy shit going back to election meddling in 2016, everybody to the left of MAGA falls in like two really disparate camps. It's either like Putin is an all-powerful puppet master or nothing happened. I just don't think either is true. Do you know what I'm saying? It's somewhere in the middle where, yeah, Putin's a dumb asshole, but what he's doing is stupid. And if we fall for it, it's kind of our fault. And, like, I don't think nothing happened. We know nothing didn't happen. There's enough shit out there that, like, unless nothing happened. Like, what are you talking? You're talking about it, where Hunter is concerned? No, no. I'm talking about, like, like, like th- there's, a, there's a whole contention on the left that think it's just excuse making by, like, the Hillary Clinton campaign okay. to, blame, to try to blame losing on Russia or, like, um, okay. That 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 whole sort of thought process, which yeah, it probably did swing a bunch of votes. Like they got Russian disinformation campaign got people to show up for rallies and shit. Mm-hmm. So like like there was like these purely fabricated rallies based upon their Facebook presence. So the also Pizzagate got a guy, which is it followed the WikiLeaks hack and dump operation, got a guy to drive from North Carolina to D.C. with a gun to check out a fake basement in a pizza place. So if you can do that, I'm sure you can swing a vote, right? Um, but like. Let me give an example what I'm talking about. So this basic scheme involved a guy calling up the FBI and saying lies. Right. That's the extent of the fucking scheme. It's espionage right. for dummy shit. Like there's better trade craft and burn after reading. Uh, here's a here's a newspaper, a breathless quote in a newspaper article. Smirnov's case is astonishing in that it indicates Russian intel agents uh, – implicates Russian intel agents directly – Quote, Russian official number one is identified as somebody who has a direct line to the highest levels of Russian government. This is the tip of the iceberg. Okay, but if it's this easy to figure out, that means they're incompetent or careless. Yeah, but right. But I mean, from their perspective, it was like if it was working despite being so easy and low level for them, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it just makes us look even worse. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they're uh, like, if it was effective for however long, then I'm sure they were emboldened by that to do even uh, dumber and easier things probably because right. like, you won't believe how easy it is to trick the Americans, you know? Right. They, they, they were basically feeding them lies to tell. They were so like, look, hey, one of the things that caused this whole story to fall apart is after meeting with some Russian people in uh, some people from Russia in November, he gave a new, uh, let me read here, a new false narrative about Joe and Hunter Biden, raising the possibility that Hunter had been secretly recorded at a hotel in Kiev. Kiev, Kiev, Kiev. Just one small problem. Hunter's never been to Ukraine. Right. That was very easy to figure out. You go back to the fact that like it was very easy to figure out who gave him the information because he had him saved in his phone, I guess his survey, GRU or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like, this is like incredibly, incredibly dumb shit. And the fact that a, a lot of Americans, including a bunch of them in Congress, are falling for this to the degree that the president was almost impeached over it, it just doesn't reflect well on our ability to navigate reality or be media savvy, right? Right. Um, and to, to, to tell you how, like, 
because this compares, let's go to Moldova real quick for a second. Let's travel with me to Moldova, the wonderful land of Moldova, land of contrast. I actually don't know much about it except it's over. Me neither. Uh, I don't even know Moldova where like this this Eastern Bloc stuff. They were Moldova. I've heard of Moldova, but I don't know. I don't. I'm, yeah, I'm, it's, I'm, uh, it's over there in the, the Baltic states. Yeah, Republic it's state. over there somewhere. So, All right. So, in late late last year, um, Moldova's president is a woman by the name of Maya Sandu. Uh, she's like trying to like integrate Moldova with the West and is generally supportive of Ukraine. That is not cool to Russia, so they've been trying to take her down. And their plan to do so was they hired a bunch of Americans to do cameos. Were they? <laughs> <laughs> the video is entitled "Holiday Celebrities Urgent Appeal to Maya Sandu." It features well-known U.S. celebrities Dolph Lundgren, Lindsay Lohan, Brian Baumgartner, Eric Roberts, Michael Madsen, Mark Descascos, and rapper Exhibit. Hey, <laughs> team, buddy. Yeah, they collectively deliver a message calling for the overthrow of Moldova's president Maya Sandu. Now, now, okay, well, they do. Uh, did they do that in, in English or were they given like a script to the day? It was mostly English, but the end, the end of it was an expression in Russian that is apparently you could tell it was written phonetically for like exhibit the sound. Out. Okay. So, right. So these celebrities, these like many of whom, you know, have seen better days professionally mm-hmm. speaking and they're on uh, their cam- their own cameo and they get a cameo request that says, Hey, could you just say this? And it, has to do with the president of Moldova, but they don't know shit about Moldova, whatever. So they just read it. They just say it and then read the the phonetic Russian at the end of it. And that became the basis for this like propaganda campaign over there. It's like, see, American uh-huh. celebrities think she should go. It's uh it's fun that I know I've threat I've put this in the text chat before with uh, uh me, you and Drew and Corey, but I had a I had a dream once like few years ago but i always remembered it because it cracked me up so much i had a dream one night that court because Corey is very active on cameo and i had a dream one night that he got a cameo request uh to wish like a happy birthday and to really talk up uh brutal brutal filipino dictator rodrigo duterte Duterte. Duterte. yeah right Uh and and he did it as the buttercream dreams he's like (laughs) and he's like talking about how great this dude is and everything and i had that then i woke up like crying laughing because i thought that was so funny because i could see Corey doing that he, he would have absolutely no idea who to tear right, that's what i'm saying yeah he would have no he'd be like oh this guy hit you say hit, 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 hit. you know like yeah. and i it just killed me thinking about that that's why i've always remembered it and i'm just saying that is what has actually happened to these right. people on this list which is hilarious to me yeah what they were asked to say was, we Hollywood stars support the people of Moldova and their desire to overthrow you, Sandu. We join the flash mob. Hashtag divete skinem Sandu, which translates to let's bring down Sandu in Russian. Right. I don't know, dude. I like. I think I would sniff something out there if it was me, if I got the cameo request. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That sounds pretty... That sounds pretty... Uh, I think I would... Like, but, like, you don't even know, like... Like, I guess you could Google, Google Moldova Sandu and try to figure out. But, like, they're not... Like, they just didn't do that or don't care. But either way, right. like... But my main thought is, like... The cynical takeaway here is if you're dumb enough to like, do you deserve freedom if you're dumb enough to overthrow your government because because the former host of Pimp My Ride reads some shit and phonetically spelled out pigeon Russian? I mean, right? that's a good point. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> so, but like, like exhibits cameo rate right now is currently three hundred dollars. By the way, so that's kind of like multiply that by seven or eight, and that's what this cost Russia. <laughs> it's not like this is not 
high level shit. It's not like a, it's right. not like Masters of the Universe type stuff. And like neither was like the WikiLeaks happened up hack and dump in 2016. It's like basically like the layers of it. Like anyone's emails are going to have shitty gossip in it, right? And the comparison, the international comparison here too is like Russia also hacked a bunch of shit involving French elections. The candidates just didn't cooperate with Russian intelligence by using it in attack ads. The bad actor here was Trump for like cooperating and going to rallies and waving it around. So reporters had to write, he waved around an email that said said X, right? That was, that was the effective part of the scheme. And there are like, you know, people, there are a bunch of reasons Trump could have done that. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people, like the the full blue and on thing is like Trump's own Russians payroll, but maybe like he's going to get, he's going to get his beak wet if there's an opportunity. It's Donald fucking Trump. But like also it helped him win an election. So the payoff is right there in front of you. Right. right? It doesn't have to be secret. But the, the real problem here is, and we'll never know, like, what whatever financial shit was going on between, like, Trump, Russia, <laughs> um, uh, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, like, it's all, like, <laughs> it's, it'll make it'll drive you insane trying to figure it out. This whole, like, forensic accounting intelligence teams try to, try to track this shit and they can't do it. But, like, the real problem here, and I don't, I haven't seen that this actually worked in Moldova, maybe because, you know, they're used to Russian disinformation campaigns, just eye roll at it. But, like, over here in America, we're not actually that used to dealing with open disinformation like this. So it just rots our brains. A lot of like our fellow Americans are just too dumb and lazy to try to figure out what's actually going on here. Yeah. And like from a, from a, as a democracy, like with freedom comes like responsibility to be an informed citizen. And if you don't do the latter, you lose the former. So I want to like walk through what's actually happening here. Right. Um, I do want to say that like Republicans in general, do they ever think deeply about why Russia's always trying to help them? Right. Right. What does that what does that imply? Like what what is what does Russia want? You know what I mean? What's the outcome they want? They want America to be destabilized and weakened mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and all that. And if they seem to be always backing your side, mm-hmm. why would they be doing that? Like what do they think that's going to result in right. for them to to motivate them to do that? Right. Like if you're an athlete playing a road game and the home fans cheer when you come in the game, right? You suck, right? <laughs> right? It's like we were, we were talked about swatting a couple a couple months ago about how like it, what does it say like as a police officer, you see that a lot of people think it's an effective mechanism to have someone murdered by by sending police to their house, right? That should hurt your feelings, yes, right, right, right. And like I was thinking back to Maria Butina, that Russian honey trap lady who was ha- who was like having an affair with a Republican campaign operative and giving a bunch of money to the NRA, and like her whole thing was she's pretending to be like involved in a Russian gun rights movement, like trying to start her own NRA in Russia. There are no Russian gun rights, right? You just have to Google it. So when she's like, "I'm a Russian, Russian who loves guns. We're going to have gun rights in Russia. Here's sixty five million dollars to the NRA." And you know that Putin wants to destabilize America and you're the NRA. How do you not have like a sleepless night about that? <laughs> I guess yeah. $65 million is $65 million. You know what I mean? Like yeah. pretty much what it comes down to. It's like you said earlier about Trump with, you know, he just, if it gave him a leg up, that's all that fucking mattered. You know what I mean? Right. The rest of it was immaterial. Right. Um, so like, Talk about what credulous dipshits they've been with all this stuff. Um, this all started with what's called a, a form called a FD 1023. Chuck Grassley making a big deal about it because they'd interviewed Smirnoff and they had this form with what he said about Joe and Hunter Biden and Ukraine. All right. No one knows how they knew the FBI had this. 
All right. So that's part of the mystery here. We'll ignore that for a second. Uh, somebody, maybe Rudy Gianni or whoever, was was on the other end of the scheme. Uh, wasn't was told them about it. But the form is just an intake form. It's like a, it's just like you just transcribe what the person says. Right. It's not. It's not. It's not even up to the standard of like a warrant, like a arrest warrant affidavit, where a judge, in theory, has looked at the evidence and decided that it's credible enough for an arrest. This is just a guy saying some shit. Like if a source came to the FBI and said, Joe Biden kidnapped me and forced me onto his flying saucer and his lizard brethren probed me, that would be documented in FD 1023. And the, the FBI agent thinking you're a fucking lunatic would be documented elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And the thing is like how incurious these people are. Like your job is oversight. You're supposed to be overseeing the FBI. You should be curious about how these things work and be interested in them because like, like, like if you gave me security access and act like to top secret shit, I would be reading day and night for the rest of my life. Right. It'd be so fascinating. They're not yeah. curious about any of it. Yeah, but they're only, again, it's like we were just saying about uh, Trump and all that. Like they're only interested in the things that, it's just like their bases. They're only interested in the the facts or perceived facts that support their narrative or their worldview you know what i mean so it's like they don't need they don't want to look at the response to this 1023 because this 1023 says exactly the shit that they wanted to say that they could take and and they know that like your average american citizen doesn't doesn't know what it, if you say fbi form 1023 that sounds legit you know what i mean we, we don't yeah. know what that means without you explaining it to us so if you could say this format 1023 says this incriminating shit about hunter biden like that's much more useful to you than you know the full mm. context of the situation so now i mean i right. would th- i would think you would be worried about something like this ultimately happening someone else investigative journalists or independent sources looking into <laughs> the full context and discovering the rest of this information mm-hmm. and making you look like a fucking dumbass in front of the world. Right. I would think that would be a concern, but they've proven time and time again that it is not <laughs> overly much a concern for them. So no, like it, yeah, you're right. Like even if a, even if you're a cynical operator, you'd think you'd want to have all your all the details buttoned up to know if you're going to look like an idiot because at least right. you'd be a professional psychopath. They're right. unprofessional psychopaths. Is part right. of what's going on here, like. So let's talk about who Alexander Smirnov is, but first a couple caveats because again we're talking about how you get information and who's a credible source. So I want to like be fully honest. So, so this is all coming from the federal government, and again, just like intelligence, counterintelligence, these this whole there's not a single person in that entire industry who's not a huge liar because their job is to lie to each other and try to figure out who's lying and for what reason. All right, so. That's part, of, but they will have to because they charge the guy. They're going to have to, it's going to have to hold up in court at least good enough to like not make them look stupid. Another caveat here is like Smirnoff is charged by the same special counsel's office that's investigating Hunter Biden, um, and they recently did this. <laughs> they confused uh, a picture on one of Hunter's like devices that was sawdust, where they said they put in a court filing that it was obviously cocaine. Um, so the picture showed three lines of yellow dust. And yeah, that's it right there. They said that was cocaine. Trey, uh, does that look like cocaine to you? Some sorry ass cocaine. It looks it looks more like the uh, Monster Energy Drink logo to me. But uh, just yeah. not drink. What? Uh, who? But what? Who lined? Somebody did that as a bit. Lined up saw that. It does not look like cocaine. But 
who the hell lines up sawdust like that? What, what it was according to Hunter's defense lawyer. Uh, it was it was Hunter's psychiatrist sent the picture to Biden in 2018, saying it was quote lines of sawdust sent to me by a master carpenter who used to be a coke addict. The, the message was basically like, if this guy can beat his addiction, you can too, right? Okay. And but like Hunter's lawyers in their response to this uh, compared it to like something out of Police Academy, uh, the movies from the 80s, which is. Good pull of a reference. You guys got, if you guys are going to try to do bits, you got to hire some comedy writers. There are better references. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So who was Alexander Smirnoff? So he was arrested February 15th for obstruction of justice in line of the FBI. He was in, he was then released in his own recognizance, then rearrested because he thought I was going to flee. We'll get to that in a second. Um, he grew up in Ukraine, holds dual citizenship, dual citizenship in the U S and Israel, where his parents and sister live. Uh, fun fact, his cousin was once crowned Miss Jewish star in Moscow in 2014 at a pageant officiated by the Israeli ambassador to Russia. Uh, he's been an FBI informer for the last 13 years and financially, it's not super clear how he went from being at a, a, a like a renter who had six figures in credit card debt to ha- now having access to more than $6 million, according to the government. Uh, at the same time that he doesn't own any property in the U S or have a job here. Like he said, he runs some sort of security contracting company, but the company doesn't seem to really exist. And one company had paid him like from Texas and somebody called him up and were like, What'd you pay this guy for? And like, uh, we don't know. It hung up. So there you go. Um, also, since 2020, he's withdrawn $1.7 million in traveler's checks, which is presumably in a go bag somewhere. Uh, he's also our neighbor, potentially. Like he lives, he spent a lot of his time living in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. <laughs> he lives out here, uh, including like, literally one of his addresses in the, uh, the city I live in. Yeah. Uh, he sounds like a better actor than a lot of the people out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Better, so. He, uh, so one of the reasons they rearrested him, he doesn't just have dual citizenship in, in Israel. They say he also has connections to Israeli intelligence. Like they're saying part of the story is he helped flip a Russian agent to being a double agent for like Israel. So reading through all this stuff, the question is like, does he work for the FBI, the Russian government, Russian organized crime, some faction in Ukraine or Israel? And the answer appears to be Yes. <laughs> Like, he's just doing yeah. all this shit. He's telling everybody everything they want to hear and collecting a bunch of money for it. Yeah, we need a movie about this guy, dude. I bet there will be a movie about this guy in the future. This is some wild shit. He's, I'm not sure if they're still going to hold him because apparently he has some sort of severe medical condition where he's about to go blind, where he needs a bunch of medicine and regular treatments. Um, I, 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 I want, yeah. It is like this guy is like I, I want his job. I don't know what it is he does. I I always think that whenever somebody like this comes up, it, I say somebody like this, but it's whatever. It is. I'm always just like, how do you get into that? Where it's like, if people just funneled millions of dollars for these shadowy back alley orchestrations and stuff, and it's like, well, how do you? Did your dad do that? Like, what do you? You know what I mean? Like you. Well, you're in the military, and then you get into the right age. I don't understand how it happens. It's wild. Wild to there's me. a uh, there's a book called McMafia. Uh, it was turned into a TV show that I liked. Uh, did one season a couple years ago, but it's uh, it's the premise of it, and there's criticisms of it. I'm not saying that the, the but the, the basic thesis of it is that the collapse of Russia, the, the crash of the Soviet Union, sorry, um, and the all the wealth that was stolen from there that needed to find a home is the root of a ton of the financial corruption this, that started exploding in the 90s. 
Um, there was a CIA tried to warn, apparently tried to warn the White House about it and uh, <laughs> that they were elevating a bunch of corrupt people into positions of power and trying to turn Russia into capitalists too quick. And uh, the White House, the Clinton White House wrote bullshit on the CIA report and sent it back. <laughs> so, yeah, we are. Uh, the uh, so This guy is just getting paid millions of dollars to just sit around the world, hang out on the Black Sea and relay lies back and forth and mm-hmm. like and also not even hiding any of it. Like, it's like, they're just texting with Russian intelligence is so funny to me. Because, like, in the movies make it look like we're doing suitcase, like, briefcase dead drops in crowded right. airports. Right. It's like, this is not the way anything works. Um, I do want to say, like, a lot of the political media is not covering themselves in glory in this story because it's being covered as a process story. Like, most of the headlines about this were like, what will this do to the Biden impeachment effort? It's like, how is this story not much more interesting than your fucking dumb office politics on the on the cap on Capitol Hill when the impeachment's going nowhere anyway because the Senate's not going to vote to convict? Right. It's just like your takeaway is like this is all dumb bullshit. Yes, the hundred laptop stuff is separate to that. Maybe keep doing whatever the special counsel's doing, but this this whole part of it, which is the main thing, is totally falling apart. You just do the drug off hand motion at it and let them play their stupid games. But the story, the main part of the story is. This cool motherfucker was fooling everybody, playing everybody for suckers, including half of Congress, mm-hmm. the FBI, and Russian intelligence, and Israel. And you guys are like, do we have enough votes for impeachment? Like, it's so fucking boring, man. I don't know how um, I went this long in my life without realizing this, but like in the past few years, you remember, like, I don't know, two or so years ago, there was that uh, spree of streamer shows and documentaries and stuff all about like elaborate con people like Anna Delvey and the tender swindler and uh, Elizabeth Holmes. And uh, that all, they all came out around the same time. And I remember watching some of those. I didn't watch all of them, but watch them and be like, Oh my God, you can just like, you can just lie. If you can just lie good enough, you can lie your way into the highest echelons of society or government, or whatever else. And like this dude is, apparently another example of that i guess it's just you know we're all humans and if you're a skilled enough liar and you find a mm-hmm. you know a ripe enough rube then you're fucking you're in there i think i've mentioned this before but there's a ton of social science research about this like the reason con artists target rich people is not just because they have the money it's because also because they're easier to fool because they think they're too smart to get taken right right yeah that makes so, sense and you know that applies to james comer you know and mm-hmm, jordan mm-hmm. and people like that you know they think that about themselves right so but also this also like it wasn't like i mean i guess it was effective for russia but also blew up in russia's face like this making republicans look this stupid is more likely to hand more power to democrats so it did, like it didn't work for anybody it's like again you bring up burn after reading what do we learn here nothing I guess not to fucking do it again. It's like this, right. This is all, it's like, and like go back to the process story part of it. Yeah, it sure looks the GOP looks silly, but to act like they were mistaken is crazy. They just got caught before they could put off the heist because not all of them can be this stupid. Like a lot of them are doing, are being the cynical, like being the cynical and lying on purpose. Um, it's also worth noting here that this kind of prosecution isn't normal. Like it, 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 one of the reasons caught a lot of people by surprise is like, Prosecutors don't generally, my understanding, prosecute informants for lying to them, especially in counterintelligence cases. Like you don't want to prosecute informants because it gets you less informants. Right. Right. But especially in counterintelligence cases, like even if a guy comes in and lies to you, the fact that a foreign intelligence service wants you to believe something is an important data point. Right. Because then you can try to figure out why they want you to believe it and figure out what the real story is. Right. Right. But the lie begins the investigation and gets you to the truth. You want people to keep coming in and lie to you. All right. 
That's why this is also this is just a stupid field to get to devote your life to. <laughs> like it's just oh god, I can't stop laughing how dumb this all is. Um, so my so since this is also weird, my question is what the DOJ's goal here? Because like, are you trying to punish this level of lying? That could be part of it. Because like telling obvious lies to blow up on first examination, like Hunter being illicitly filmed in, in Kiev when he's never been to Ukraine. That's like too blatant, maybe. But it also might be to push back against Republicans for meddling in their business by embarrassing them, like by being embarrassing, by putting all this stuff on front street and fucking up their counterintelligence out. Mm-hmm. But there's also the potential this is just FBI ass covering because an underrated part of this is that he was an informant for over a decade, right? And they apparently didn't even get around to trying to verify any of the information on the 1023 until after Republicans asked to see it and went public with it. And the LA Times said this guy was like close personal friends with his handler and the FBI field office. So was this guy just so cool? The FBI was paying him to hang out with this agent? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I guess you say they didn't attempt to verify any of it. I was wondering if like, if, because a lot of stuff on the 1023 is about Hunter Biden and his ties and his corruption and all that stuff. And maybe, I, like, is it possible that the FBI agents in charge of the case when it's happening and receiving all this information that they just knew that it was, you know, not worth looking into further? You know what I mean? They just knew it's that the, it was horseshit or not worth investigating. But they, right. they, they don't want to run the guy off, you know. Right. Like, keep him around. That's fair enough. Says, but. Yeah, we didn't look into it because we knew we, we knew good old Alexander was just bullshitting. So like, yeah. we just, we, instead we instead we put it in a drawer and went for vodkas. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that, that could be part of it too. I hadn't thought about it from that angle, but like, yeah. So they had they had, they had to button it down because Republicans got a hold of it and gave it gave it out to Fox News and shit. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's what's going on with Alexander Smirnoff and why uh, you're hearing less talk about impeaching Joe Biden right now. Indeed, um, Matt, pull us up some uh, questions and comments there, if you would. Speaking of Russia, though, oh, Phoenix Fire Robinson says, hit that like button. Thank you, Phoenix Fire. Appreciate it. Yes. Share, subscribe, all that stuff. Tell your friends. So, someone asked us last week about the, the Russia trying to get American conservatives to move over there. Uh, well, it turns out a Canadian actually family actually did it. It's a family of 10 religious conservatives. Uh, the husband and wife are named Aaron and Anissa Feenstra. Uh, they moved them and their eight kids to Canada, sold their family farm, uh, and went to Russia to get away from LBG, LBGT ideology encroachment, as they described it. But funny thing happened when they got there. All their money, their life savings disappeared in the Russian bank. Right. And then when well, they went to try to talk to somebody about it, nobody spoke English. They felt like they were getting fucked. So they made a YouTube video about how Russia is either hard to live in or crooked. <laughs> then that video got deleted. Then he deleted a video saying, actually, it's awesome here. <laughs> yeah. Wonder what happened there. Yeah. We're saying this of our own free will and, uh, and are under no duress. Uh, dude, I don't like me and you live in, we don't live in West Hollywood, but we live in and around Hollywood and I feel so unoppressed by the gays. Like I, I almost never encounter the gay agenda. Uh, mm. and I live in goddamn Southern California. So like these, I'm assuming rural right. farm owning Canadians, 
They yeah. couldn't have been dealing with much gay stuff, I we imagine. Gotta, but they had a fact it. check. We got a fact check from Elizabeth Bar- uh, Barnax, who says, "Oh, holy f! Moldova is not a Baltic state. It hangs out between between Ukraine and <laughs> Matt made a map. Look at Matt. Matt pulled up the <laughs> map for us. Look at that. He's on top See, of it." Here's how geography dumb I am, Elizabeth. Is you said it's not a Baltic state; it's between two states. I'm like, those sound like Baltic states. I thought the same <laughs> thing. I was going to say the same thing. She said that, and I was like, are those not Baltic states? That's how little I know. I don't. I don't know the difference between Baltic and Slavic. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, well, I'm American. I'm dumb about that type of stuff, and I'm admitted to it. Sherry Ann says me mm-hmm. pretending to be able to find Moldova on an unlabeled map. Yeah, right. Yes, we all act like we know, but uh, well. Uh, Actually, many of us don't even pretend to know. But, like, yeah, our, our research team over here is just me. So yeah. if I forget to go to go to a map and see where Moldova is, we're just going to say some dumb shit. So I apologize. Peter Shansel, I hope I got that right, says Trump 2016 election team met 127 times with Russian operatives. Right. So parse that a little bit. Like, so campaigns are going to have legitimate contacts with foreign governments. That's part of like what they do is like pitch their foreign policy ideas. You're also good. Like I'm not saying they were all legitimate. And we all know about the one publicized one where they offered to give dirty intel on Hillary. And they said, yes, but like you get, I'm not saying they're not shitheads. I'm saying like, that is true. Like, but like when you start fabricating a backstory behind that, you get off into like weird nether regions of the dark web. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying they aren't corrupt psychos. I'm saying what's in the public record is in the public record. And it doesn't mean like Donald Trump had a secret plan to build an underground base. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's just straightforward corruption. It's like normal. It's like, it's like the Biden white house met with big pharma 500 times. It's like, yeah, they're doing, doing normal Amer- financial corruption. shit. Yeah. Bud Roland or Rollin says, if you're using sawdust, please stop and get help. Yeah, I'm still I'm still like whoever lined up the saw. I guess if it's a former cokehead, it's just like force of habit. I don't know. Dragons Marine says, lost a good friend to the gateway. Wood glue. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you can huff it, right? I don't know much about glue, but I understand you can. Uh, I don't. Eat. Yeah, I think. I've never wood glue doesn't smell like it. Gets, I've, I'm not like again. I'm not, say, I'm, wait, yeah. Keep going, Mark. You're, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. The rank the various types of glue you can huff. Diane uh, Obusek says the Baltic states are Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia, or mm-hmm. Latvia and Estonia. Okay, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, see, I I do not know the difference between them and like your boy's homeland of Slovenia, Mark uh, Luca, where he's from. I didn't. See, so let me, take, let me tell this story. Okay, so, like, I'm a fan of the Dallas Mavericks. The best player is Luka Doncic. He's from Slovenia. And I was walking my dog the other day, and a lady was walking her dog, and her dog's named Luka. And I go, oh, was he named Was he named the basketball player or the cartoon character? She goes, oh, the cartoon character. Like, was it a Pixar or Disney movie or whatever? Yeah, who's and, Italian? The cartoon character's Italian. Also and I go, fish. <laughs> yeah. And I go, oh, that's cool. I guess uh, Slovenia and Italy share a boulder, uh, border, I think. So it makes sense the cultures would share names. And she goes, no, they don't. And stormed off. And she had like an Eastern European accent. So I was like, am I a moron? I go look it up. And it does, does share a fucking border with Italy. <laughs> Wait, she had an Eastern European accent, but the character was named after the Italian cartoon? Mm-hmm. This lady contains multitudes. I don't know what else to say. But she was so like, like I'm like I, I would have been. Oh shit, I'm wrong. But like, she was like so judgmental about me be- saying a thing that I was actually right about that it made me. Mad. Oh, I would have done the same thing you did, dude. Nothing, nothing drives me further up the wall than when people <laughs> accuse me of being incorrect about something that I'm pretty sure I am correct about. There's plenty of things I say that I'm pulling out of my ass and I don't know. 
and mm-hmm. that's fine. But whenever it's something like I do actually know and people very confidently say I'm wrong or accuse me of stuff that is not true, I lose it. Absolutely mm-hmm. lose it. No, no quicker mm-hmm. way to drive me up the wall than that. But anyway, thank you all for watching. We appreciate it. Listen, before we go, I'll remind you real quick. Go to TreyCrowder.com. Check out my tour dates. Come and see me. I hope to see y'all in Indianapolis this weekend if you're in the greater Indianapolis area. And I got plenty of other dates after that. So, yeah, TreyCrowder.com. And if you enjoy this show, you can uh, support it by signing up on Patreon. Go to WeeklySkews.com slash more, and you get uh, two extra episodes per month for $5. Get some more SKUs in your life and support the show in the process. But the main thing, of course, you keep watching this here iteration of the skews and we'll keep making them every skews day so we'll see y'all in about seven days so you love you bye